You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, thank you for joining me today. And um, I want to talk to you about something I don't even know if it would be relevant to, to many of you, but it's just, it's uh, over the years, it's been something that uh, I've thought a lot about. And um, I wanted to just read uh, one verse out of the book of First John chapter uh, 3 and uh, verse 7, I'm sorry, First John chapter 4 and verse 7 says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Um, first of all, the word one there is not indicating that they're, they're, they're the same entity, the exact same thing. It's saying that they are one in agreement, they're one in character, the one in vision. It's, it's oneness, it's the unity, that there's no division between the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And so, uh, over the years, um, especially in prayer, uh, there would be this, this quandary for me. Uh, I, I didn't want to slight the Father in my prayer time. I think, well, maybe I, I pray too much uh, in fellowship with Jesus. Or uh, f for many of us, you know, the Holy Ghost is kind of the, the last man out, and we don't think too much about the Holy Spirit. And, um, and I would think, Am I, am I giving them equal time? And I hope I can adequately express my spirit to you here. And uh, a while back, God began to talk to me about this because I can tell you this, according to the book, everything in the New Testament is about Jesus. And when we cross over into heaven, uh, we're gonna see Jesus. And so uh, I, I've, I've been reflecting on this and just thinking about, well, you know, if I spend my time praying to Jesus, then what about the Father? What about the Holy Spirit? And um, the, God just began to, to really give me some peace here because um, whatever the Bible says you do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so as I began uh, about two weeks ago, um, it just began to hit me. I, I, you know, as a parent, when, when you have a son and people come to you and go, that boy looks exactly like you or that boy acts like you, it makes your heart swell because you're proud of the fact that you have a son that reflects who you are. When God got ready to meet mankind, it was God the Father, God the Word, and God the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that, that the Word, the incarnate Word, which we know as Jesus Christ, that part of God became flesh. And so, the scripture calls him the son of God. He was God's only son. This is why the Bible says he is the only begotten of the father. We are a new creation in Christ, but Jesus Christ is the template. 
He is the only begotten. He's the only man who's ever been born that was without sin. And so he was, he has the DNA of the new creation. And so when the father looks at Jesus, he looks at him with great pride. This is why um, on the Mount of Transfiguration, when the, the Bible says that there was a cloud and Jesus was transfigured and there was a voice out of heaven saying, this is my son, hear ye him. And then when Jesus is baptized, just to show you, there was a relationship between Jesus Christ and his father. And at baptism, after the, Jesus has lived 30 years in a fleshly house, he has been restricted what he can do by humanity, the body that he lives in. The heavens open, and there is a voice from heaven that says, this is my son, and I'm pleased with him. And so when Jesus, uh, one scripture talks about this, it says that he is the image of the invisible God. It doesn't mean that the Father's invisible, all right? Doesn't mean the Holy Ghost is invisible. It means that they're spirit beings. It just simply means to the natural eye, God is invisible. And with Jesus, the Bible says that he became the image of the Father that we could not see with our natural eyes. And so when you would look at Jesus, Jesus was saying, hey, he said, when you've seen me, you're looking at the Father because my character represents him. My nature represents him. He wasn't saying I physically look like the Father. He was saying that the essence of who I am, the, the core being of who I am is the Father. I have his DNA that I represent, hallelujah. So what was it when Jesus was the glory of the Father? And he would talk about this. He would say, I'm not here on my own mission. He said, the words that I'm speaking, they're the words that my father speaks. He said, I'm not out here running rogue. He said, the miracles that you see me do, the works that you see me do, he said, they're the works that I see my father do. So there was this bond as Jesus was in the natural flesh in a man's body, he was also the glory of the father. And so as I was, as I was praying and, um, you know, I, I know it sounds maybe silly, but you know, I've tried over the years, I've tried to give equal time. Uh, and sometimes, you know, um, it's, it's in the Holy Ghost. And, and there are times that I can, I just feel the closeness of the Father. That's how God is relating himself to me. And so, um, a while back, the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, when you're worshiping Jesus, you're worshiping me because he is my glory. And I, when you are worshiping my son, 
Hallelujah. He said, I'm receiving that because he's my joy. And, you know, I love it when somebody blesses my children or speaks highly of them or puts uh, value on them because I feel like that I am a recipient of that, even though it's not to me personally. They're my children. See, this is how it's with, with the Father. When, when, when you're worshiping Christ, when you're worshiping Jesus, you're not slighting the Father. He is included in that. He is receiving from thee. And so uh, now, now we go to the, to the other side of the Godhead and you're dealing with the Holy Ghost. Um, first of all, uh, the Holy Ghost, as far as we know, really became uh, real to us when the dispensation of grace was enacted. When you go back to the Old Testament, uh, there's very little said about the Holy Spirit. Now, it will say this, that, that men were moved on by the Spirit. It talks about Samson. At times, the Spirit of God began to move him. In Genesis 1.1, um, it would talk about, and the Spirit of God moved on the face of the deep. That was the Holy Ghost. He is without uh, mother, father, genealogy. He has no ending, no beginning, because he's God. And, and yet, uh, the Holy Spirit really became profound to mankind when resurrection took place and the church was birth. And so Jesus, now he's, he's talking about the Holy Ghost and he's speaking to his disciples and I think it's in John chapter 14 and he's talking to them. He said, guys, he said, I know you're gonna be sad. He said, but I'm going away. They were so used to, you know, these, uh, we think of the disciples, most of we think of the disciples, we're thinking, well, you know, 40, 50-year-old men. No, most of the disciples that Jesus chose were late teens. These, these were really young guys. And so they weren't even fully developed as, as adults, but... When, when Jesus walks by and says, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men, there was such a, a captivating pull by Christ to these young men, immediately they would tell their father, we're leaving the business, and they would lay down their nets, and they're following him. So they are joined to Jesus, and they don't know that he's getting ready to leave. You know, he would talk to them about things. He'd talk about crucifixion, different things, but it never sunk in. And I, I think probably many of them thought, well, Jesus is just going to be around forever. And then one day he just springs us on me and says, I'm getting ready to leave. He said, but I am not going to leave you orphans or comfortless. He says, but my father, hallelujah. He said, my father is going to send the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost, and it says, when he comes, he said, he is going to bring back to your remembrance things that I've spoken to you. And so Jesus is referring to the Holy Ghost. Now, 
when Jesus was baptized, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost, like a dove, sat on him and anointed him, gave him power to enact what he had saw his father do and what he was hearing his father say. And so with Jesus, he said, the Holy Spirit, he said, he's going to come and he's going to abide in you. And, but he said, everything that the Holy Spirit is going to do in the earth is about empowering you to become like me. The Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Ghost, the evidence of it with speaking in tongues, all of those things are the ability that God gives us. In fact, one, one scripture says, you shall be endued with power from on high. The, the word endued in the Greek means you're going to be clothed with. That when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and I, and when it did, it's like, it's like the Holy Ghost took a robe of ability, the nature of God, you know how Christ was manifested in flesh? When, when the Father declared that my son is going to, the word will become flesh and, and, he, and he will dwell among men, the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. This, wasn't a, this was not a, a man thing. It wasn't a, a female thing. The Holy Ghost used Mary's body but he birthed in her, hallelujah, Jesus Christ. And everything about the Holy Ghost, when Jesus started his ministry, the Holy Ghost shows up in the narrative and anoints him. And now everything that Jesus is doing, he's doing by the power of the Holy Ghost. And so with Jesus, when, when, we, when we seek his face, not only are we worshiping Christ, we are worshiping, we're worshiping the Father, we're worshiping the Holy Ghost because the Bible says this, in Christ dwells, hallelujah, oh my goodness, all the fullness of the Godhead. So when, when you're worshiping Jesus Christ, the Father's in him. He said this, he said, I am in my Father and my Father is in me. What did Paul call the mystery of the ages? He said, it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then when you and I, we, we accept Christ and now we're being anointed as Jesus was as at baptism with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There is his robe of righteousness that's put on us and then you and I can do what Jesus did. In fact, it's seed him. You say, well, you can't exceed. Jesus said this. He said, the works that I do shall ye do also, but greater works than these shall ye do because I go to my Father. And so with the Holy Spirit, the whole agenda, the whole purpose of the Holy Spirit in this hour in the earth is to lift up Jesus, not to lift up himself, it's to lift up Jesus because everything is about Jesus. This is why the last final war in the earth will be over Jesus, over the deity of Jesus. This is why you're seeing Christianity come under such attack. 
is because of the deity of Jesus Christ, because everything is about Jesus. And so when Jesus left, he gave us his nature, but the Holy Ghost gives us our power. And so when, when you begin to seek the Lord, it's not about I need to pray 15 minutes to the Father and then 15 minutes to Jesus and then 15 minutes to the Holy Ghost. They're one. They're one in nature that when you give glory to Christ, you're giving glory to the Father. When you're worshiping Jesus, you're worshiping the Holy Spirit because they're inseparable, they're indivisible, they cannot be divided. And all of this, everything about the Father, everything, when we worship Christ, you're worshiping the Son of God, and oh, how the heart of the Father swells because you are pressing in and you're lifting up the only begotten of the Father. So I'm not sure that all of this relates to all of you, but um, it sure gave me some, some direction and some peace that, you know what, now I just go whatever is in my spirit. And uh, I, don't, I don't worry about, did I pray this long to, to the Father, whatever. I just open up in prayer and, it, and listen, it frees you up because you are worshiping, hallelujah, the almighty God when you worship Jesus Christ, the righteous. And so we're looking for that day that Jesus is coming back. And the Bible says this, we don't know what he looks like, but we know this, that when we shall see him, we shall be like him. So I want to encourage you, um, stay strong in prayer, uh, stay strong in the Holy Ghost. Listen, we're in the best days if you're ever going to see God is up to something. God is releasing things. So I want to encourage in the Lord, the devil's a liar and God is truth. And we are triumphant in Jesus Christ. So God bless you. And I'll see you next week. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org.